1: Hey! We're dropping an interview into the feed today, but before it starts, I wanted to give you all a quick update about SYNCast. Chris and I are going to be returning with new content in this podcast feed very soon. Nothing needed to be done on your part, just hang out, watch the feed for the official restart of the show. We want to thank you for your patience with us while we took a break. We've been reading your messages on Reddit, Discord, and at our Club pages on Patreon. Your words mean a lot to us, and we're really excited to get back on the mic and create content you love. Alright, now on to the interview all right everybody welcome to the Cinecast. this is chris atkinson from cinemasins joined by jonathan watkins hello hello and today we have a very special guest it's director luis prieto who has made a movie called shattered coming out in theaters and on demand january 14th it's on blu-ray and dvd february 22nd luis welcome
2: thank you hi there how are you guys doing
1: hey doing great man and i can't wait to talk about this movie with you um uh how did you get involved with this project? Well,
2: I read the script a few years ago and I fell in love with it. It was a page sooner. I just once mm-hmm. I started reading, I couldn't stop. Um, I was visualizing the movie as I was reading and I told the producers, I really want to make this film. Mm-hmm. So like everything in Hollywood uh, that was five years ago. <laughs> then for many years nothing happened. Wow. And then one day you get a phone call from the producers saying, you know what? We just got the green light for this. Do um, mm-hmm. you want to do it? And I said, yes, I want to do it. So that's sort of how everything fell into place.
1: Nice. Um, uh, you shot this in Montana, right? That's correct. Well, why? So why Montana? What was the deal with that? Well, the protagonist lives in a... Well, first
2: of all, Montana is a great place to film. Uh, mm-hmm. That was obviously in the in the map, you know, and it's one of those states where not many not that many movies get shot and mm-hmm. we wanted to sort of like run away from doing the obvious things for this movie that it would be shooted maybe in Los Angeles. Um, mm-hmm. So we started looking for places and Montana felt like a great place. Uh, it's beautiful. The landscapes, lambs, landscapes are amazing. And it does work out very well for the story um, that we were going to tell. So it felt like okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look for a beautiful town in Montana where we're going to base our protagonists
0: and where he mm-hmm. lives.
2: And that's sort of how everything fell into place.
0: Yeah it's, yeah, it's totally believable in Montana that you wouldn't have a neighbor anywhere near you.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Did you find an actual house to film in or is a lot of that uh, studio stuff inside? No.
2: Yeah, that's a real house. Um, mm-hmm. We look and we look and we look and believe me, it wasn't easy because the house needed to have some um characteristic like it was important the fact that it was in a hill, it was important that mm-hmm. the house was big enough so we could film a big chunk of the film um, it needed to have you know certain styles so you know it it was hard because you would think that there are a lot of houses in Montana and there are a lot of houses in Montana, but then when you're going to film, you realize that there' are just very few that will fit um, what the script requires so um yeah, it took us a little bit of time to find it. But once we found it, we fell in love with it. And then we did a little bit of inside construction to adapt the house to the our needs, you know, uh, according to mm-hmm. the, what we needed to film.
1: Yeah, uh, it's uh, you, you mentioned that it had to be up on a hill. And that's an interesting thing because that's something that Frank Grillo uh sort of alludes to uh later on in the movie he's saying that you know people like uh the character cameron monahan plays are looking down on everybody and they are looking up at uh at him uh i was i I was wondering about some of the themes that are in this you have some themes of class and you have some themes of privacy in this what were could you discuss some of those
2: yeah well you know, I will start saying, you know, this this movie plays in many levels. And I think that's what it was interesting for me uh, when I read the script for the first time. At first, you know, this is just a thriller. It's just a really good thriller. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm into it. But then as you dive into the movie, you realize that, as you're saying, we talk about more than just, um, you know, what a thriller might, might be. Or, or rather the elements of this thriller in particular were one, privacy, and the other one being... Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously you could talk about class, you could talk about money, but I think even more than that, um, something that we can relate a lot lately is about not enjoying the life that you have, you know, being a privileged person and not enjoying it. And I want to say this because there there are always um, someone who has more than you and there's always someone who has less than you. So when... Frank Grillo is talking to the character of, of Cameron and he's saying, you know, you're looking down at those guys down the hill because basically they, you know, they don't have what you have and they're looking up at you. Um, mm-hmm. they want to have what you have. I want to say we can all put ourselves in the place of of, of Chris, the role playing by Cameron, because it's always like that. You know, they will be always looking at you, and you will be always looking at someone else. So yeah. more than that, I think that the 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 next line that Frank Grillo tells Cameron, like, why me? Why me? Well, because you weren't using your life. I think that's something that we can all relate today. Because a few years ago, we had a beautiful life. And maybe some of us didn't really enjoy it, a hundred percent. You know, we didn't, you know we, you know, we didn't play hard. And now that we cannot right. play hard because you know we are in a pandemic. We're sort of realizing that we were rich, and we just didn't yeah. really enjoy how rich we were. You know, and so anyway, so wow. I think that's also, for example, something else that you can read. Into the movie, one of those extra layers, if you want, not the extra layers. It's just that the movie has so many layers that you can read as many as you want. You know,
1: right, right. Um, I I thought that was really cool, and I actually I was sitting there thinking, you know, it, it's 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 possible that a character that like Cameron Monaghan plays. You know, he isn't even considering the people that he's supposedly looking down on. Probably doesn't even think about them too often. You know, I mean, it's, so it's uh, it's an interesting line uh, that uh, Frank Grillo gets to say in there. And um, I, uh, I I I did one, wonder how you uh, were able to round up this cast.
2: Well, you know, like always, um, you you try, you make those phone calls and sometimes you're lucky and i think here we were very lucky uh, we mm-hmm. were able to get john malkovich frank grillo in addition to cameron Monaghan. uh we were able to get lily Kruger, the Krug, that is uh, an incredible actress. that basically we are uh, this is her first protagonist role and mm-hmm. she's just amazing and we also had um, shasha juice so basically we were just extremely extremely lucky you know in the sense that you have a great piece of material you know you mm-hmm. share it with the actors and uh and they just love it and they say you know we want to be in that movie and that's sort of what happened with all of them.
1: yeah what 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 is it like working with all of these these people what what what, el- what else what did they bring to the movie that uh you know some some that you may have been expecting some that you may not have been expecting well
2: it was amazing with all of them and they're all very different Um, Mm -hmm. but yet each of them blew my mind with their interpretations. And I also have to say with their personalities, you know, I will start with John Malkovich, you know, um, Mm -hmm. well, what can I say of, uh, (laughs) of John Malkovich? Right. Um, He's had a pretty good career. You
0: know,
2: he's he's done all right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, yes. Award nominee, um, John Malkovich. Well, um, he was just amazing. Uh, incredible human being, very supportive of everyone, the rest of the cast, myself, the crew, really helping out wherever he could help beyond his role in the movie. And mm-hmm. um, as in the, his role of as um, Chris Landlord, uh, sorry, uh, Sky's landlord, he just was just amazing in the sense that he will every take will be slightly different than the previous one. Hmm. and also better. Uh, but then you couldn't <laughs> say which one was the best because they were all equally great. Um, so it was just amazing seeing him create, you know, and, re- and, and discover a new thing in each new take. And that was amazing. And the chemistry that he had with the rest of the actors, well, it was just, you know, it's something that it blows your mind. You know, you're filming and you're just watching <laughs> John Malkovich in action and you realize how lucky I am. This is like, <laughs> I mean the theater of the albums, you know I'm like I, I could touch him and it's and it's just amazing <laughs> to see
1: him grow. Yeah, he's uh he's so he's so fun in this. I mean, he's he's just he's like an old perv, but he's 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 he plays that role perfectly in this uh you know, it's uh it's always fun seeing Malkovich in roles like this. So how about how about the rest of you guys? Cuz we I I think a lot of people may know Cameron Monaghan from Shameless uh I personally did not recognize him right off the bat. And I was like, wow, when I saw that he was, you know, the little brother and shameless, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> He's completely different. Uh, so, yeah, talk about, talk about your two leads and talk about Frank Grillo as well. Like, uh, what, what else, what, what did they bring?
2: Well, you know, starting with Cameron, as you mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. Cameron was amazing. Again, you know, he has a very difficult role. Uh, in the sense that he spent quite a big portion of the movie sort of strapped to a wheelchair. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, he managed, even if he has uh, those limitations, you know, that he cannot move, he cannot walk, you know, he's stuck or he's sitting down basically. He's able to create something very unique and grow as the movie grows, as the tension mm-hmm. grows. Um, what can I say? I mean, he blew my mind also, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, you imagine things, uh, but when you start filming, you realize, like, oh my god, this guy is like, like beyond. Yeah. this guy is above everything I could have expected. So, really, right. really, really good. Very methodical. Um, you know, he's playing me, you know, he's experiencing shameless, and obviously, that was a huge school for him, you know, so yeah. many years. So, he's very, uh, you know, he's very prepared. And you can tell and he's very methodic and just like amazing. So it was really like just again, discovering in every take, something new about his character. Um, so that mm. was pretty amazing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, talking about the female protagonist, Lily Krug. Well, mm-hmm. Lily, uh, this was his big first role. I would say this is her first protagonist role. and. Hmm. Um, I knew she was good. We knew she was good. We didn't know it was so good. She is amazing. In fact, I would say that, you know, people will discover her in this film and they will say like, wow, who is this woman? Yeah. Um, Just amazing. The amount of work that she put preparing her role, the world that, you know, how well she knew not only her role, but the whole movie, the smart questions she would make about her characters, about the scenes. And then you will see her perform and you realize, like, wow, I mean, this girl is as sweet as in real life, really smart. But then when she needed to flip and became the opposite, you realize, like, wow, I didn't expect that from Lily.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. She like she, I don't she, she, like like she used though. a drill before on somebody's leg. Like, that looked like that. That had <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah. And that <laughs> actually enjoyed, you know, what is pretty amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she, she, it looks like she takes a lot of glee in being sick in this movie. There's no doubt about it. And that's got to be
0: tough to flip a switch like that for a character. But man, when she does flip that switch, I mean, she's 100% on board. uh, You can tell. And it's, it's very effective. You know, you get these kind of remind you of like De Mornay and Hand that Rocks the Cradle or, you know, something along those lines. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. it's, It's amazing. The performance that she gives of Sky is just amazing. And as you said, you know, like seeing her so sweet and then, Two seconds later, she is the opposite of sweetness. Yeah. It's like, you, whoa, it's terrifying.
0: There's like moments where I swear, like even Frank Grillo is kind of wincing. And I'm like, how, you know, if you get Frank Grillo to wince, I mean, mm. that's uh, that's pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah, yeah. How, how cool is Frank? Like, I just picture him off screen, like, you know, biting beer caps off with his teeth. and mm. like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, Frank
2: is the coolest. What can I say? You know, Frank Grillo is yeah, Frank. Yeah, he Yeah. <laughs> Again, he is amazing. He is just amazing. and He's someone who comes to the set very well prepared. He knows very well his part. He knows his part better than you. And I'm speaking about myself, the director. That's how well he knows everything about what he's playing. And again, it's very interesting the way how he performs because he will deliver things that they were written, but you couldn't imagine that, that was the that was the way that you would play that line, for example, you know? So... Um, you know, there are times in the movie and I think the spectator will feel it and I can say I felt the same thing where <laughs> it really blows your mind and you're like, wow, I didn't expect that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, Frank is extremely uh, a cool and, and really fun guy to, to, to work with.
1: Um, and here's something I, I hadn't seen in a while and maybe I'm just living a sheltered life and I don't know, but there's a dying art form in movies, sex scenes. You, you don't see sex scenes anymore in movies. Uh, why in this one, it, it is it important? Was it important for you to have a couple of sex scenes? And why do you think they're kind of, are they dying out? Am I, am I alone on this? Uh, that they are,
2: <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. What can I say? I mean, I, I'll put a, a disclaimer. I'm an I'm from Europe. I'm from mm-hmm. Spain, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, Right now, I'm in Italy. I was walking in Florence two days ago seeing the David Donatello, you know, Italian art. Everyone is like right. it. So I have to say, first disclaimer, I think Europeans were not afraid about nudity, I will say. You right. It was something that something in the States, people feel a little bit uncomfortable.
1: Yeah.
2: Having said that, uh, you know, the script required those, those moments, you know, there is, we're talking about, this film started with a very intense romantic, uh, hundred percent. Let's say three hundred and sixty relationship, and that includes also sex, right? Uh, between these two young characters, and it was important to show how these two people they connect and how strong is the bonding, and one of those bondings is also through their sex life. So, you know, that's what people do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. And in this case, I think in the movie, you know, I think it's beautifully shot, um, but it's also shot without uh, being afraid of. Uh, being naked, um, you know, in a scene where the actors are supposed to be having sex. So what? it's played with naturally, uh, with, uh, I don't know, it's played naturally, you know, it's played something natural um, in life. So personally, I have to say as a director, every time I read a scene that has a sex scene, I have to make sure I like I, I I always want to make sure that it is important in the script, that it's not gratuitous, that it makes mm-hmm. sense, that it's important, that if you take it out, the film doesn't work. I mean, that's the level of how important it is. But yeah. yet, once we all decide, yes, this is important for the film, we need to keep it. What is important for me too is that we do it well and we don't pretend that people are having sex dressed up. You know, like okay, you know, that's <laughs> okay. You know that doesn't work. Yeah, you know? right. Well, so. That's probably what also was unique. You know, sometimes you see people having sex and everyone is dressed like, wow, well, I don't know how they did that. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: I think if this movie were made, like, you know, if this was a major studio film, you would be, you would show, it would be implied, or they'd cut away, uh, or something. Well, well, you get the point. And it's like, not really. You don't really get the point. You don't understand really why this is an intense relationship um you know it's like
2: it it is very important to feel how these two people bond you're like wow that is amazing what a relationship i completely get what these guys going through in Mm -hmm. the honeymoon and then in the rough times because you have seen how good it was you know and i think that's important and again you know it's not like we're like just like you know boy, you're just watching these two guys no no i mean you know as i say you know is very elegantly shot and we pull away when we have to pull away, but it's important to see like, wow, that is, that is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know?
0: exactly. I, think it, I think it fits with both characters though. Cause I think the Chris, I think Cameron's character, Chris, I mean, he's got a lot of defenses that kind of need to be stripped down uh, that sky needs to work on. And I think you see that in that. And then also just, you know, sky's character, you know, she's, she's given a hundred percent at, whether she's, you know, uh, seducing or torturing. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think it plays in that way as well. So. And,
2: and you're completely right. And if you look at it, you might notice that the first time they have sex, Cameron is the one driving. He's, mm-hmm. the, he's, the, he's the one that is possessing want. And right. as they continue, and the second time that you see then is completely the opposite. It's her who is driving. It's actually her hurting already the character of Cameron. So really, so again, you know, it was important. It wasn't enough just one. You see how the roles have been flipped as the movie progressed, as the character of the Sky also changed from being the sweet girl, you know, to becoming something uh, bigger than mm-hmm. that, you know. Um, so that's there too, you know. So just just to mention that. You know?
1: I also like, and and not to, you know, I'm not going to try to spoil anything, but she seems to have a little bit more by the end of this movie um i'm more of a conflict than we originally thought too um like Mm -hmm. uh, like it's it's not it's not just a simple um well i'm gonna try to uh, take this guy's identity and take his money and all that it's it seems like more than that by the end of it um and in her weird way she's trying to make sense of it uh, I thought that was a, a really cool touch uh, towards the end of this movie.
2: Yeah, you're, you're completely right. It was very important to make her character three-dimensional. And who she is, she's is a young woman that is torn apart. She had a very troubled childhood. She has found herself in the wrong places many, many times. And obviously, that is a force in her life, going in that direction. But at the same time, within herself, there is this other part, what is, what probably she would have been if she would have had a normal life, you know, like a normal, uh, being a kid, like any other kid, you know. Right. And She is torn between those two forces in her life that are conflicting, and you see that along the movie. Um, it's not a plain psychopath, you know, sociopath, you know, it's no, no, it's, it's more complex than that. And as you say, it's very important, um, that what she's going through, you know, all those moments that she lives, she is a very powerful character. She's a very powerful woman. She's just like completely, you know, messed up because of where she has been living and with who she has been living.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, what was your hardest day on set? Well,
2: I think probably the hardest day on set, um, it was when we were shooting the scene with Cameron and Grillo when they're driving in the car, because we, we thought I thought it was a great idea to have a yellow convertible in Montana for a movie. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, <laughs> Very we memorable yellow convertible, by the <laughs> way.
2: And it's great. But then you realize, wait, what happens if it snows? And that's what oh. was happening. It was snowing and it was freezing oh. cold. So, we, we, <laughs> we thought we couldn't shoot that scene because it was snowing. Uh, you can't shoot in a convertible if it's snowing. It doesn't make sense. But we couldn't put the roof because we have shot what came before without the roof. Right. So, we were stuck. But, you know, every take will have a snow in the after phases. So, it just wasn't working. And eventually, we got like literally maybe five, 10 minutes where it stopped snowing. It was mm-hmm. freezing cold. It was cold like. I want to say like how, but actually would be like the opposite of how. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and anyway, Cameron and Grillo, they just, you know, say like, okay, let's do it. But they were literally freezing their butts and oh, they yeah. were shaking. In it's just, I mean, amazing those two guys, what they put up with, because everyone had hats and gloves, but they were just like in their, you know, cool
1: clothes. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That had to, been, it had to have been pain. Hopefully, you didn't have to shoot those scenes too much. Uh, no, no, no.
2: The... We went really fast. Believe me, it was like, okay, guys, it's now or we won't be shooting tomorrow because we'll, we'll be sick. You know, we'll get a cold tonight. So.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, anything else?
0: Well, I was curious. I mean, we've talked about just about everybody in the cast, but I didn't notice, and I didn't recognize him when I was watching the movie, but I did watch the uh, first few seasons of Last Comic Standing, and uh, Dat Fan is in this movie. Uh oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I,
0: I, I was just curious about is he just is he just acting now? Is that just something he's he's well, doing? Or
2: uh, I met that a few years ago in a uh, different show that I, a TV show that I, that I did mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico, Star Up. That he was actually recently uh, it was in, in Netflix. It was uh, number one in Netflix. It was like a very successful TV show a month ago. Or two, no, actually, maybe three, four, four months ago. Uh, and I just remember him. Been a, a great actor and a great mm-hmm. guy. And uh, so anyway, when I was prepping this movie and I needed someone, I thought, you know, I wonder if that will be available if he wants to come up to Montana and, and be in the film. And there you go, he was available when he came up. So anyway, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a great comedian. He's a great guy. He's a great actor. You know, he can play also very dramatic uh, scenes. And uh, I was just happy to have him on board.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it was nice to see him. He's one of those people, I think, that maybe winning a reality show maybe didn't help him as much as, you know, like what you would think it would. Uh, it might have even hurt him there for a second, but it seems like he's, you know, he's still getting work, so that's good to hear.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good yeah. guy. Yeah, I didn't mention either Chas and Luz, who was uh, oh, yeah. amazing. She's, the, she's the, oh, yeah. who, the actor who plays uh, Cameron's ex-wife, mm-hmm. and again you know another one of those lucky things in your life when you get uh, to work with Sasha because she's just amazing you know just unbelievable how she portrays the the woman that is trying to run away from her ex-husbands just to find herself in a in a situation in a place where she decides to put everything back into the fire and fight for her ex-husband's life and
0: mm-hmm.
1: the family
2: what they have in common so mm-hmm. it was just pretty amazing also working with her yeah so, very cool dynamic there
1: yeah, yeah. and uh, the girl plays the daughter is it Ridley Asha Bateman oh my goodness uh, she is yeah, amazing. she's great too
2: <laughs> <laughs> she is amazing it was a pleasure working with her she was so smart um, everything you know and she plays very tough scenes and you know I would yeah. talk to her and explain her and she completely understood everything and she would say okay and do it like, <laughs> Just amazing. like amazing. Just like really like incredible future ahead also.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, All right. Well, Jonathan, unless you have something else, I'm going to have to wrap it up. I
0: think think we're at the time. So,
1: all right. We'd like to thank Luis for his time. The movie is shattered. It comes out on in theaters and on demand January 14th. It's on Blu-ray and DVD February 22nd. Well, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, That's going to do it uh, for this interview. Uh, It's Chris Atkinson and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time.